the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Welcome back to our second hour of Iron Real Estate, and we're here with our uh, Iron Real Estate resident legal expert, Attorney Stephen Ebert, who's a partner at prestigious firm, Casson & Casson, located in Westchester. And glad to have you back, Stephen, every week. But maybe, you know, we were talking about interest rates moving in the beginning of the, in the first hour, um, contract, how, you know, people getting approved by boards. What's, what's, how does this all affect inflation? How does this all affect people from the legal end of things? Absolutely. Good morning, Dottie. You know, it's so interesting. When people talk about financial markets, they're so worried about the numbers where what's in my bank account, what interest rate am I going to get, where are prices going on the property, there's a whole nother side, a whole ripple effect that happens when discussing these issues. And I want to give a few examples to give you a sense of the different concerns that we think about as attorneys and helping our clients. And so let's start first off with, I think the most obvious is that mortgage interest rate, right? People, buyers are anxiously looking at the news, seeing where rates are trending, talking to their loan officers and see where things are going. And then we have this accepted offer, and we're going to sign a contract. And one of the things that people look for is a mortgage contingency. And at its most basic level, what a mortgage contingency means is that if a buyer applies in good faith and tries to get a mortgage, and they're turned down by the bank, and they follow all the parameters in the contract, the deal is canceled, and they get their deposit back. But there's another side to this. Right In New York, we're mainly focused on, did you get the loan or did you not get the loan? But in some parts of the country, there's a second part to it. It's not only did you get the loan, but did is the loan interest rate that you're getting below a certain percentage? And so it's very important understanding your local market because in some places you do and other places you don't, you have a contingency not just on getting the loan, but it's below a certain rate. And that's something to really keep in mind. And I want to really talk about this from another point of view because there's a different level of risk if you're in a market where it's moving a lot, right? The market we're in right now, interest rates are fluctuating a bit, and you want to try to catch things the right way, not only to get the best deal that you can, of course, but also you want to make sure you're not exposed. 
So when you think about any real estate transaction, there's really three time periods that happen. There's sort of phase one where you're looking, you're negotiating, you have a handshake on a deal. Phase two, you have a signed contract. You have earnest money, that contract deposits put into escrow, and you have your specifically articulated um, deal points. And then you have the third period where you close and now you're the owner. Right. Now, one of the things to keep in mind, Dottie, is when you have that mortgage contingency, it's linked to getting that commitment letter. It's a contract to lend. But sometimes, Dottie, as you know, things come up, they're out of your control, and the closing date is pushed out. And let's say you have a rate lock for only 60 days, but your closing gets bumped out and it's in 120 days. That rate you thought you're going to get is not guaranteed. And you may have to get a new rate, which could be higher according to the market. But here's the scary risk. Tell our listeners what a rate lock is, for those who might not know. Oh, absolutely. Sure, of course. So what happens is when you're applying for your mortgage, you can let the rate float, which means I'm going to keep on watching the markets every day. And I'm going to take as the buyer, the borrower, the risk of the rates fluctuating. Versus someone who says, I want to have certainty. So the bank says, we'll guarantee you the rate. But here's the catch. You got to close before it expires. And if you don't close before it expires, the rate's not guaranteed. And you might get whatever the market is, which could be higher. Or you have to pay a fee to, to hold that rate to the bank. So it's very important to know that your rate lock matches up with your closing rate. But, Dottie, I want to even throw something scary out there because I want to approach it from the legal an- angle, not just the oh, monetary finance oh, angle. Oh, that's so important. Shoot, shoot. In that commitment letter, what it's going to say, borrower, even though the bank says we're going to give you the loan, there are a few ways out, a few caveats for the bank. And in it, they can say, if your rate that you're ultimately going to get is above a certain percentage – the bank is not required to give you the loan. So I want to say this one more time to our listeners. Yes. You've got to look very closely at your commitment letter because every commitment letter is going to say you're approved up to a certain rate, and if the rate is higher, the bank will review it and is not obligated to give you that loan. So let me give you an example. You talk with your loan officer, and you see the market tick down a little bit, and they said, I can get you 4.75% in a 30-year fix today. Great, I'll take it. It's guaranteed for, let's say, 60 days. And he can't close for, let's say, 90 or 120 because of whatever reason in the contract. Written in that commitment letter, it will say something like this. And obviously, everybody's case is different. As long as the rate doesn't exceed 5%, the bank will do the loan. If the rate exceeds 5%, then the bank can't, will have to re-underwrite. So let's say you miss your 60-day window, and the right. bank says, hey, your new rate is 5.25%. Even though the bank said you were approved, the reality is now the bank can look at it again and doesn't have to give you the loan. Or they might say, we'll give you the loan, but instead of lending you a half a million dollars, we're only going to lend you $450,000, and you've got to figure out where that difference is coming from. 
Now, that's so interesting. And more important than that is the fact that it is imperative to have a real estate attorney because there's so many little things that people don't realize. You know, they kind of think it's like a standard way that if you don't have somebody like a Stephen, an attorney that specializes in real estate, or you don't have an attorney at all, okay, you're not going to no one's going to know these little bits. And your law, I mean, Stephen, while we have a moment, I mean, I know your law firm does more than real estate, but how do people get in touch with, you know, your firm? Absolutely. Feel free to send me an email. It's the uh, first letter of my first name and then my last name. So S for Stephen and then Ebert, S-E-B-E-R-T, at Kassin, C-A-S-S-I-N-L-L-P.com. So S Ebert at com. Feel free to send me an email. Um, absolutely. And, and I want to hit on another topic before I forget, Dottie, because I gave one example of the risk that buyers face, but I want to give you an example that sellers face. And, you know, as you know, we have two offices in New York. We're in, we're in Manhattan, right by Grand Central. We're in Lower Westchester. But we do work all throughout New York State, all of Long Island, the city, Westchester, the Hudson Valley, and even points north. And I want to give you an example, particularly for our co-op clients that are out there. Because remember, when you do a co-op deal, the buyer and seller sign the contract, but regardless of what's signed between the buyer and seller, you got to get that co-op board approval. Right. And when right. and co-ops have the right, except for fair housing reasons, they can say yes or no to any deal. So if they don't like the sales price, the co-op is allowed to say we're rejecting the deal. And if they don't think the buyer is financially strong enough, they can reject the deal. So now we got to be very, very careful because all of a sudden you need to look very, very closely at the net worth of your buyer. Right in the good old days of a year ago when you had a stable and you had an increasing stock market, you know, you have a statement of net worth, you say the person has this amount of money in stocks and bonds. And that would be relatively stable. But you really need to look at how recent the bank statements are. Are they from January or are they from June? Right? Unfortunately, look at how the stock market has moved from January to June. Unfortunately, it's gone in the wrong direction. So you got to make sure, am I really looking at the most recent statements? And on top of that, Dottie, you want to make sure that the buyer has some investments that are, that are stable. That all of a sudden now, if, they need, if it, the process takes a little while and they got to update what the bank calls credit documents, right? if you don't close fast enough, the bank is going to ask the borrower for updated bank statements and portfolio statements. And if you have a buyer who's sort of on the edge and then all of a sudden the market goes in the wrong direction, that can make all the difference from someone who could have closed with their bank and get board approval to somebody not. So one of the things that I tell all of our buyers before they sign the contract, as a lawyer, and don't laugh too much on this, I like boring people. I like people who have boring investments. They're, they're boring in opening and closing credit cards. The, the, the mantra is until closing, be boring. The day after closing, no problem. But when you start the process 
to sign in the condo and close be boring? Now, most, I mean, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't really think of that now because and when I think about it, you're correct. If I, if I apply for a mortgage and I miss my window and let's look at what just happened to the stock market and my investments went down from the time, you know, and, and my commitment meaning, you know, that they locked my rate in, they guaranteed that rate is past due. Do they, can they relook and say, well, you know, your investments don't have, you don't have the same amount of money anymore, so we're rejecting you? And, well, p- potentially, yes. So, Dottie, there's three dates that every borrower needs to know. And by the way, if, the, if it affects the borrower, the seller should know too, right? Because if ultimately the borrower can't get the mortgage, it impacts the seller. Everyone is always focused on date number one, the interest rate lock. Because if you don't close by that date, your rate lock is not guaranteed. But there's two other dates, Dottie, that people need to be very mindful of. Number one, credit document expiration. What that means is if you don't close by that date, the bank is going to ask for updated financial bank statements. Now, if you, if you follow the mantra and you're boring and you keep your money in a money market instead of in crypto or some risky stock where it may be fluctuating a lot, then it's not going to matter because your asset picture is going to look the same. Right. But if you have money in assets that are highly fluctuating, the bank might say, wait a minute, when we looked at you initially, you had a certain amount of assets for the down payment, for the closing costs, for liquidity after you close, and now you're not there, and the bank absolutely has the right to say we're not going to do the loan because your, your financial picture changed. So all buyers and their brokers and their attorneys should all know their expiration date when do those credit documents expire? The third date that expires is the commitment letter expiration date. And again, this is one of those things when everything's rolling along, nobody cares. But now we're in a time period that we need to be a little bit more thoughtful, a little bit more careful. A commitment letter expiration says, as long as you meet the guidelines in that letter and you close before that expiration date, Bank has a contract with you, borrower. They got to give you the money. But if you close one day after, the bank is not legally obliged to honor that commitment. It expired. So when things are in the ordinary course, the banks just roll it over and say, eh, it expired, but we don't care. But, Toddy, this is where it's got to be important. If the banks say, you know what, the stock market moved a lot, we're a little nervous. So our first-time homebuyer program, I know, borrower, two months ago, we promised to lend you 90%. Right. We're a little nervous about the market. So just want to let you know we canceled our 90% program. We're happy to lend you 80% or 85%, but you got to figure out that extra 5 to 10%. And because that commitment date expired, the bank is within their right to do this. And I'm not saying we're in the same time period. It's very, very different, which is a good thing. But I'll tell you, that's what we saw in 2008. If you remember, we had financial contagion from Asia that happened. Banks would literally say, our program that we had last month, we don't have anymore. So 
for people who are putting down a bigger down payment, they're putting down 25%, I wouldn't worry so much. But it's sometimes those first-time home buyers that maybe just barely have that 10% down and need a 90% loan. You really got to know who you're working with. The trust and reputation of that financial institution really matters, right? Don't just have somebody in a call center somewhere. Really know the people. Make sure your team, your broker, your attorney knows who you're dealing with because you want to make sure you're not caught in a very tough position. And the reality is, even though you, quote, unquote, did nothing wrong, right, you did as a borrower everything you're supposed to do, the fact is all of these things have expiration dates. All the banks are allowed to change if you don't close by the expiration date, and the financial markets move. And remember, you have your 10% in escrow, and you want to make sure you protect it. So what, you know, so obviously it is so important, and I can't emphasize this enough, and I've said this on shows before. Some people say, let me try to, you know, save a little money, and I'll use my son-in-law, who's a divorce attorney, or, you know, in some states, people don't even use attorneys. It is so important to have a real estate attorney who knows, because these are things that, you know, really most people aren't going to know. And we are in times that are changing. So how should people protect themselves, you know, or either by getting a good attorney that specializes in real estate? Like, what should the seller know? Because you're right. A seller says, okay, I'm looking at these offers, and this guy, you know, he's giving me the highest price, um, and he has a, a mortgage commitment. Um, what, what, what kind of things should they look out for? if they're a seller? And what kind of things should Absolutely. you look out for if you're a buyer? Let me start with the buyer for a second, Daddy, and then I'll switch gears to the seller. Okay. Remember, a lot of those points that I just made, those are issues that you see in a quote-unquote standard or typical contract. But I want to be clear to everybody, and this is one of the great things about states like New York, Jersey, and so forth, where attorneys are involved, you don't have to sign a standard contract. You could say the standard contract doesn't work for me. I need extra protection. So for example, you could write a clause that says, well, maybe my mortgage contingency expired, but seller, if you delay the closing, then I have additional protection because you left me exposed. Maybe if, for example, in a condo or a co-op, if an issue happened with the building, even at the last minute, then we have additional protections. So just because you see a quote unquote standard contract or a form, that doesn't mean that you should sign it without edits. And we edit, we edit contracts all the time. And so what I want to tell listeners is that we always have a conversation and say, what am I worried about? I'm less worried about the investor who is only financing 50% who can pay for it all cash then maybe that first time home buyer. And we customize the contracts and take care of those risks accordingly. I, I know Daddy we're coming to a little bit of a because I think we have a quick yeah. break and then uh, this is so important and so valuable for people to hear. We'll be right back and see if it's gonna Everett is gonna continue talking about what you should look for and what you should have in in a contract and why you really need a real estate attorney. We'll be right back and a quick commercial break.
If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune in to Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. With the 4th of July right around the corner, why not spend it doing something truly memorable this year? The 2022 NYC Fireworks Cruise on board the Atlantis Yacht is guaranteed to be a great time. There is no better way to see the Macy's 4th of July Fireworks Show than with a 360-degree view of Manhattan aboard the Atlantis Yacht's annual 4th of July Cruise. For tickets, email events at newyorkcruises.com. Enjoy this special evening with great food, dancing, and the best seats in the city to see the fireworks. A break from the ordinary barbecue, celebrate in style with fireworks, family, and fantastic views. This year, Atlantis will limit passenger count to ensure guests' comfort. Tickets include a premium open bar, hors d'oeuvres, dinner, live DJ entertainment, and more. Book your memories today aboard the best 4th of July cruise NYC partygoers can rely on. For tickets, email events at newyorkcruises.com or call 718-646-8083. That's 718 646 8083. Don't forget to tune in this Sunday night for the fastest growing political talk show in New Jersey, Real Talk with Ronnie. Join Dr. Ronald Joseph Lynn every Sunday night at 8 as he talks to the biggest names in politics, news, culture, and society. Listen to the day's biggest newsmakers, headliners, trendsetters, and trend breakers. There's a new show in town. It's Real Talk with Ronnie. Sunday nights at 8. Real Talk, real news in real time on AM 970, The Answer. You know, a business that epitomizes strong family values and tradition over many years is Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors. Established in 1922 in Manhattan's Meatpacking District, Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors has been an institution in the New York restaurant scene for three generations. If you've experienced a delicious cut of meat at a premier restaurant within the tri-state area, odds are it was a Pat Lafreda product. Pat Lafreda supplies over 1,600 restaurants a day. You don't keep up that pace unless you're on top of your game. Talk about a true New York success story. Today, Lafreda Meat Purveyors operates two of the nation's largest state-of-the-art facilities in North Bergen, New Jersey, keeping to their local New York, New Jersey roots. Go online to Lafreda.com. It's L-A-F-R-I-E-D-A.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're, we're on Eye on Real Estate. We're uh, on the air with our, our attorney and our legal expert of Eye on Real Estate. He's giving you some tips. And then we're going to have, as a, a guest, uh, Saladino, who is the town supervisor of Oyster Bay, and Todd Shapiro, who just came back from the Ukraine, and he's a, a big PR person, and I want to find out what happened. But let's finish this point, and you know what, Steve and I, I think this is so important that I hope next week we can even continue it further. Um, but you were just saying that now, so the, what, what should that seller do? Yes, even before, Dottie, we were talking about some of the things in the contract to protect the borrower, buyer, to make sure that they're not um, caught flat-footed and can't complete the transaction. From a seller point of view, you need to really 
you know, dot your I's and, and cross your T's on your due diligence on your buyer. You need to make sure, do they have any contingencies? Do they need to sell any real estate to do the transaction? Do they also have any stock options that maybe are vesting, which the buyer is counting on, which maybe doesn't work out, you know, as expected? Some of those things are very important to keep in mind. For those clients who are selling in a co-op, they should, to the extent they can, have the conversation with management, have a conversation with the board on the side if they know a board member, and try to get a sense of where the building is right now, what they're expecting from buyers, what their qualifications are. Uh, important to keep you know, that in mind so they really don't miss that window and, and make sure things are operating properly. Uh, and again, this goes into ha having the right team, as you always mention, to make sure that they're researching these right points on these buyers to make sure that you have a smooth transaction. And sometimes if we have some concerns, let's say, for example, we have an out-of-state or international seller, let's say there is an estate, or maybe there's some questions about ownership, we'll even do some legal background checks, title checks, before putting it on the market. Because what you want people to know is that when you're selling, you're ready to sell and ready to move. And that can make all the difference. And that's so important. And, Stephen, uh, your expertise is invaluable. And remember, like I said to most people, this is their large investment. Don't cut corners. You have to put the very best team together. And, again, one more time, Steve, before you um, go, just give us how to reach you again. Sure. You can either send me an email, sebert, S-E-B-E-R-T, at Casson, L-L-P, and that's C-A-S-S-I-N-L-L-P.com, or you can just call me at the office, 914-517-6941, and very happy to help. And I hope, uh, if for people who are going away a little bit early, I hope everyone has a happy, healthy uh, July 4th holiday next weekend. Oh, yes. I think I can't believe it's creeping up. Time goes so quickly. It Thank is. You, it Stephen. is, you know. And it's oh, a beautiful weekend. Enjoy it with your family. And thank you for such valuable information. You're welcome. And Take now care. I'm going to put on a one of uh, uh, a friend and someone who's probably one of the biggest uh, public relations people I know who just came back from the Ukraine, Todd Shapiro. Um, I should say good afternoon almost, Todd. Good afternoon, Todd. Hello, Dottie. How are you? And I got a special surprise for you today. Special surprise. First, I just want to tell you, great, um, we wound up going to Budapest in Hungary with a governor Pataki, which he's doing a great job taking containers, former containers, and turning them into housing, temporary housing for those refugees. And you know there's millions of refugees that are suffering right now that because of the war, they're displaced, they're on the border, and they're all over the Ukraine because a lot of those homes got blown up or they were destroyed by the war with Russia. It's a horrible and a horrific thing. But I got a big surprise for you, Dottie. And, and I know you have oh, a, just, at 11. I, I, and, um, I'm, on, I'm on pins and needles. What's the surprise? I got to see if you recognize this voice. Dottie, we love you. And Jerry Crowley is my friend, so I would never steal you away from Jerry Crowley. <laughs> John Casamitidis, who's an icon. 
okay? I'm really you are. Um, I can't even, I can't even go on about how many businesses. And one of the best businessmen I know, um, and just bought a, a, I guess ABC, right? I mean, or a radio station. WABC, itself. yes. Yeah. Well, Jerry Crowley taught me the business. <laughs> Jerry Crowley God. taught me the business. That's why I did it. Well, Jerry Crowley taught you. Also, he's the best. Um, he is yes. one of the best of, in the industry. And we, I want to say thank you to him also. So, But, John, thank you so much for coming on. Okay, you are an icon. And, you know, I always say sometimes, you know, I think some of these officials that are in power have never had a job in their life. What are you seeing about the economy of inflation? What, 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 what is your read on what's going on? Well, Dottie, the, what I've been saying all, all over the place is our country does not have to go into a recession. They are forcing a recession. Uh, all we have to do in North America is open up the spigots, flood the market in North America with crude oil between Alaska and Canada, and we have all the oil we need. And we're going to have, we could have 15 million barrels a day. But unfortunately, uh, the people in Washington refusing to do that. And if we did that, we'd bring down the price of oil back to 50, 55, and inflation will go away. The economists are saying, raise the interest rates, raise the interest rates, because they're, they're not business people. They don't exactly. realize you raise the interest rates. You're going to destroy the real estate industry, and you're going to destroy the rest of our country. So two choices. Open up the spigots, flood, the, flood North America with crude oil, bring down the price of, of oil. The inflation will go away. Instead of, opening, uh, instead of increasing interest rates and destroying the rest of our economy and forcing our economy into recession. The recession does not have to happen. They're making it happen. Well. Yeah, and, and you know, I you know, earlier in the show I talked about that because I I have like 25 different papers and who says recession, inflation, but we're going to have a soft landing. Some some papers say no, there's no such thing as a soft landing. And again, so many times I see people that are in office that really don't understand business, and so I I don't think they're doing it purposely. I just think they don't know because I'm not they even don't sure know. why don't we. we our own oil production and why why we have to you know what what do you think the whole nobody, of it is? do you think it's really that people don't get Daddy, it nobody understands why we are buying crude oil from russia from iran now and from venezuela and paying them 120 dollars a barrel making them rich making the american people poor and instead of opening up the spigots, and we have all the oil we need, and the White House, they're pushing electric cars, which is not a, a very good thing to do. They're forcing General Motors. They're forcing Ford. Otherwise, they're not friends of the White House, and everybody wants to be friends of the White House. They're forcing them to create electric cars, and that's not going to help. The reason China is pushing electric cars, they're making 90% of the batteries. The reason North Korea or South Korea, uh, Vietnam, all, all of China is pushing electric cars. They have no oil. The reason Germany is pushing electric cars, they have no oil. We have it. 
We are the richest country in the world, and they're trying to make us poorer. I don't, I, I, you know, I don't even have words because I don't understand it. I don't understand it myself. And not only that, what's everyone supposed to dump their car and buy an electric car? I mean, there's a cost to that. Um, and I was reading somewhere that, John, that electric cars, you know, if you went through like a flood, you know, they could, they're not perfected. You could get electrocuted. There's a whole bunch of issues I don't think they've even looked at. Um, I'm not sure. Driving an electric car. Driving an electric car is like, remember when you you couldn't sell a house underneath the Alpine antenna because of all the radiation? Right. When you drive in an electric car, it's similar. And they have not disclosed that. that It's almost like a Faraday cage where you are getting radiation from all the electric components. And it's dangerous. And it'll come out someday. But meanwhile, the lobbyists in Washington are paying more than the lobbyists in the oil business. And that's why you end up with electric cars, baby. So, John, I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. But let me ask you before you leave, what should people do? Should they, who should they write to? How should they voice? Who should they, you know, who should they... You know what? People can't sit back. They have to make their voice known. And again, if you agree with this, who should they speak to or write to? They should write to the senators, the congresspeople. They should vote the right way for safety in our streets. There's eight and a half million New Yorkers in our streets of New York that want to be safe. And what? The 3,000 violent criminals, not people who steal a loaf of bread, violent criminals. If the, the commissioner has been on my show, and if the violent criminals were put in jail, the eight and a half million New Yorkers will live the, the, a regular life and a life that we all want. And real estate values will go even higher because New York is the greatest city in the world. Wow. It is, John. And thank you so much. It's a real honor to have you on. And thank you, Todd. Um, and, 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 and I'll... Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Your next guest, I believe, is the, the Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman's coming on, I think, at 1145. Bruce Blakeman is a great guy, and uh, we helped get him elected because common sense prevailed in Nassau County. Do we have him on the line? Not yet. Well, if he gets on the line, we will. Um, so I have that as the supervisor Saladino, so maybe I have the wrong person, but um, I am sure he'll be on the line. We'll be right back, okay? We have a break coming up. New York City's first and only life plan community, River's Edge, will soon be built on a 32-acre campus along the Hudson River, just minutes away from Grand Central and Riverdale. River's Edge, a community for adults ages 62 and up, combines a cosmopolitan lifestyle with the security of knowing that if your health changes, your needs can be met seamlessly right where you live. You have a life plan with easy access to uninterrupted on-site care at no additional cost, no matter how your needs change. River's Edge, your plan for wonderful. Call 844-55-RIVER. That's 844-55-RIVER or visit at riversedge.org. Relieffactor.com, that's where you go to to order or to read about. Read about the effect it's had on people. It's it's a wonder drug. I don't know if drug is the right word, but because you don't need a prescription. 
But it is, it's a wonder drug. It's like a miracle pill because it relieves the vast majority of its users of most or all of their muscle or joint pain. And here's the honest thing that they say that is unique, in my opinion, among products. If it doesn't work in three weeks, it probably won't work. How's that for a product maker? So you have a three-week price of nineteen ninety-five plus shipping, to be precise. Give it, give it that try. Relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, the number 4-RELIEF, to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth. More than just a vacation, this meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again. Walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and uh, we're fortunate to have some great people that called in. Like, I didn't expect to hear from John. And now we have Bruce Blakeman, who's the county executive. Um, good afternoon, I guess. It's almost afternoon, and we've been on for a long time. Thank you for coming to the show. Bruce. My pleasure, Dottie. It's always good to do, be with you. Do you know I grew up in Nassau County? Um, I, I I love Nassau County. I think it's a, a great place to grow up in, and I, um, I know that uh, I had the best childhood there, the be- some of the best schools, the beaches, the restaurants, and, and you know, so when I went to... Um, when I first came to the city and I would, and they came and I said, well, I'm from Long Island. And they said, well, you know, well, Long Island, like, like it was a foreign place to them. And like, I said, no, they have the best of everything there. And sometimes I think that Nassau County doesn't get enough publicity. I think that they, they re- I think really it's a great place. So tell me, what are you guys focused on most? Is it property taxes that they're high, but the schools are great there? What, what's going on in Nassau? I know prices are off the wall. Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, one of the important things that I want to do coming out of the coronavirus pandemic 
is to let everybody know that Nassau County is open for business, that uh, basically we are uh, uh, having our beaches, our parks, our museums. Uh, they're all open. They're world-class facilities. We have some of the best shopping in the, uh, in the United States. And we have world-class restaurants. We have some of the best beaches in the world. We have parks. We have museums. And we have every type of home you could possibly want, from apartments to uh, middle-class housing to some of the most exquisite mansions in the world. So we have a lot to offer in Nassau County. We want everybody to know that we're open, we're, we're ready for business, and uh, we want to promote that. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you're saying that because, as I said, I really, and I just, my opinion, I just think we don't promote it enough. And I know that I've been to a lot of places. There's no beaches like you have in Nassau County. The beaches are the best, beautiful. The restaurants, uh, the restaurants, some of the best restaurants there. And I'll never forget, you know, I, I was when I was in the city, and some people who had not been to Nassau County would say, well, what about shopping? I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It, it, you know, you can just get the best stores and the best shopping centers. And as I said, I, I grew up there, and I really, uh, my daughter's there, and I, I, I just think it's one of the greatest places in, that you should want to be. We have everything from Hermes and Louis Vuitton to small boutiques to dollar outlets. Anything you want, we have in Nassau County. What a lot of people don't realize is Nassau County is larger than 10 states in population, and our gross domestic product is larger than 144 nations in the United Nations. So we have a very vibrant, very exciting place to live, and uh, we are having a concert series this summer where we're going to have world-class talent. We're, we're starting off with a rock and roll Hall of Fame act that is very well known i can't disclose it until monday because she is touring someplace else now but uh we will be announcing monday a world-class act uh and we're very excited we're excited that nassau county is open it's not just a way to go through to the hamptons for people in new york city now they're coming here they're staying here our medical tourism business is huge Every hospital that's in Manhattan is pretty much out here, whether it be Memorial Sloan Kettering, NYU Langone, Mount Sinai, Northwell, the Catholic hospital system, our own Numic hospital. People also don't realize, and we're going to promote it, that we have some of the best medical facilities in the world. And a lot of people from around the world come to Nassau County because you get the same type of services here in Nassau County that you would get in Manhattan. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I found, you know, I found though when I came to the city, a lot of people really didn't get, didn't know that or didn't see that. And you know, the Hamptons is the Hamptons, um, but the Hamptons is, is, Really, a lot of a second home market. Uh, Nassau County, you can find everything from starter houses to some of the most beautiful estates uh, ever. And as I said, I don't, I don't, you know, the dining. I mean, there is nothing it lacks. 
And I, I can tell you from a real estate perspective, uh, we, we can't keep up with the inventory. You know, so many people want to be in Nassau County. And, and it's close to the city. Like, as far as I want to say, if you took the Long Island Railroad, you know, depending on where in Nassau County you are, it's really not a big trip is what I would say. To take the railroad, it's about 45 minutes to an hour, if, you know, depending on where in Nassau County. I mean, it's relatively close. Yes, most of our locations are less than an hour to Manhattan by the railroad. So it is very easy to come out here. We're promoting staycations because of fuel prices going up and uh, they're canceling many, many airline flights. We're promoting now staycations. If you live in Nassau County, stay here. Use our museums. Use our beaches. If you live in Manhattan or Suffolk County or Westchester County or Brooklyn, Queens, if you live anywhere in the tri-state area, we're just a short ride away. And as I said, you're going to get the best beaches, the best restaurants, the best shopping, the best cultural activities with our museums and our concert series. So um, there's a lot to offer. Now, Dottie, where did you grow up on Long Island? I grew up um, in Franklin Square um, on the border of Franklin Square Garden City South. Uh, I, I, I would, and then when I, I then I later moved to Dayas. Um, I, you know, I bought my first house. I, well, I actually bought my first house in Garden City South, a smaller house, and then I went to, then I moved to Sayas, and um, all, I was always in Nassau County. I mean, I had real estate offices in Suffolk. Um, but I was always lived in Nassau County, and um, I still have a house in Oyster Bay Cove. So I'm a Nassau County girl, and um, all I can say is, as I said, I can't emphasize it enough. I mean, I look back at my childhood, and I look back at what it has to offer, and I remember going to the beaches all the time. I mean, I could never live. If living in Nassau County and growing up there, I could never live in a place that didn't have an ocean. And, you know, I would go with my friends, I think, you know, and this, you know, then there's the shopping centers. Uh, there's the, uh, the Americana Shopping Center, you know, where everything, every store in the world is there. I mean, every name you want to get. And as you said, now all the health facilities that are there, um, it's just, just I, I and I don't say that because I live there. Uh, I say that, and that's where I brought my daughter up, and she now is a you know she's a teacher, and she has a house in Nassau County also. So I'm a big fan, and I'm a big fan well, of thank yours. You. Thank you so much, Daddy. I really. We thank sure. you for being on. How do people get information about what's going on in Nassau County? Is there a site they can go on to? Or... Yeah, sure. So um, go to our website, NassauCountyNY.gov. NassauCountyNY.gov. And you will get information about all of our cultural activities, our concerts, our beaches, and you can find out a lot. And also, if you want, you know, you can check out Wikipedia. They have uh, they have a good article about Nassau County. Uh, we just we, we have a great place. I think um, basically not enough people know about it. So my job now as county executive is to be chief promoter of all things business and all things economic in Nassau County.
I, I'm so glad that you're doing that because I've always said that. I, I, you know, I've always said, you know, sometimes people don't toot their horns enough, and it, it is a great place to, to live, and you have everything there. And I can't thank you enough for being on our show. Um, well, I hope well, thank, thank you, you and God, enjoy the rest are, of your uh, beautiful day. Thank you. You are a legend. You are a legend in the real estate business, and we love you. And uh, I'd love to be back on again. Enjoy your summer. We will. I'd love to have you back on and keep us updated. Okay. And again, one more time, the website for Nassau County, so that everyone can write it down. If you're driving, don't write it down. I'll post it. Yeah, it's easy to remember. NassauCountyNY.gov. G-O-V. Okay. And so, thank you so much. And uh, you'll be on. We'll. I hope you'll come back real soon. Will do. Thanks again. Have a good afternoon. I'm telling you. You know what? I I I say that with all you know, with all honesty. It is a great place. I mean, I'm, there's a lot of wonderful places to live. So don't don't get me wrong. I'm not. But again, I grew up there, so I I can't speak in the same way as places that I didn't grow up in. But it had everything, um, and I'm a beach person, so <laughs> you give me a beach, and in those days, I guess we didn't know about, you know, uh, you'd be raised, so we, I was at the beach all the time. Um, I hope, today is a gorgeous day, so if you are a beach person, you can get out to the beach, maybe you'll even go to a beach in Nassau County, if not just being outside enjoying the sun. And enjoying all the good things and be thankful for all the good things that we have. Look at positives of everything. It's been a pleasure spending two hours with you, and we'll be back. Have a great week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.